0: And I thought, oh, God, what am I going to say? This is just, this is this is a moment for me. I, I really just want to say I want to have my own TV show. I want to interview people. I want to inspire people. I want to be like Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm thinking in my head, I can't say that.
1: Welcome back or welcome to another episode of the Success Times Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Richard Thompson. Today, we have a very lovely guest, Maritza Barone. Maritza has come from Melbourne and she is a TV, radio personality and a podcast host of the very successful Things You Can't Unhear podcast. She also has started her own podcast and network, Guide Your Light, and is just a wealth of experience when it comes to inspiring others to help share their own voice. We hope you really enjoyed this episode, and if you do, please leave us a review on your podcasting channels, it means a lot. Here we go. Maritza Barone, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Rich. It's an absolute pleasure.
0: Pleasure for me too, in this um, beautiful studio.
1: <laughs> yeah, one of the first in here. We'll get into your story, get into what makes you tick and your beliefs, but from the get-go, I'd love to know, for someone like yourself, how you view the idea of success and happiness in your life?
0: Mm, It's such a good question and such a good title of a podcast because it means a lot to me to merge the two between success and happiness and it's been a pathway for me to find that real balance between the two. Mm. And I know now what that means. It means that I'm living a life of purpose. I'm helping people through the work that I do. I feel a sense of freedom in how I'm doing it and I'm creating an impact in other people's lives as a result of the work that I do. And I think it's so special when you're sitting in that, in that space. I searched for it for a long time mm. and I know others who are currently searching for it still and others who have found it and uh, the pathway to finding that purpose is truly the key to merging success and happiness, in my belief.
1: So, do you think that it's they're mutually, oh, they're, they're a combined force that you can't have one without the other? No. Or is it that the, the, that's the ideal? The ideal, of right, course, yeah. is having
0: the two together yeah. and, and making what you do in life one thing. It doesn't need to be work and play or success and happiness. Mm. It can be. This is the pathway that my life is on. This is what I love to do. This is me. Mm. This is success. This is happiness. Mm. That's where That's where I think we need to fr- reframe what, what success looks like. Mm. It's to many people financial gain and that abundance. But it goes so much more beyond that because how many people do you hear who have said, oh, I make – I've I've set goals and i reached those goals and I got to that place and I'm not happy. And that's what I thought success was going to be. Mm -hmm. And for me, I had that exact experience in the media industry. I strived so hard in an industry that was completely competitive for so many years, over a decade, to become a TV presenter and work in this industry. And I finally got to this point in my career where I was seeing all of these goals that I had set for myself come to life and I was at red carpet arrivals and at huge events and on camera and on a TV show and hosting programs and and on TV commercials and I would get to these shoots and finish the long day in production and think to myself, I actually didn't enjoy that as much as I thought I would enjoy that. Yeah. Why aren't I enjoying this as much as I thought I'd be enjoying this? And I realised that it was because I was just being handed other people's words and briefs and and scripts and I wasn't actually fulfilling the voice that I had within myself. So I think a lot of people get to that point when they've set their goals, they get to that point and they're like, why aren't I happy? I thought this is what I wanted and it's not. Yeah. And that's when we begin to review what success and happiness mean. Yeah,
1: that's where the deep work starts. Yeah. Let's pick it up from there where you were – working hard in as a, in the media as a media personality and maybe not feeling as enthused with it. Talk to me about the early inception of the amazing podcast that you host. How did that start?
0: Well, I'll go back a little bit because sure. I remember being on set one day and it was a brain snap moment for me. I'd been hired to work as a TV presenter for a Mitre 10 commercial. Right. And I'd prepared these lines over and over for two weeks. And for some reason, the script was just not sticking into my head. It was just not going in. I couldn't, I couldn't get it. It was a one-minute piece that I needed to remember. And it just took me a long, long time to get these words into my brain. And obviously, it was all about hardware and, and you know, building and equipment. That probably wasn't my forte. So I think that was the reason why it wasn't sticking into my, bra- in, into my mind. Anyway, on set that day and I'd finally secured these lines. I was ready to go. Yeah. I did really well. And in walks Scott Cam, who was the face of My 10, 10 at the time yeah. and the host of The Block, and he hadn't even seen the script before. So he just walked in, grabs the script, well, has a scan through it, Fine. probably looks at it for about four and a half minutes, jumps on camera, yeah. delivers his lines, gets out of there and he's done. And I thought hang on a minute, <laughs> what just happened? Yep. And I went home and I really tried to figure out what happened and I worked it out. He was living in his zone of genius. He was, these were words that actually meant something to him and he was passionate about them. And for me, I couldn't care less about building materials and hardware. It was not my passion. So <laughs> I had that moment where I was, very adamant that I needed to start speaking my truth, my words, what was coming from my heart, what I was passionate and curious about. And I was working in radio at the time and everyone was talking about podcasting. And I'd started to actually work on this TV program that was a health and wellness program where we were sort of selling products based on health and wellness uh, practitioners. And I kept saying to my director, why don't we share the stories of these people? Because when I get off camera and, and I'm not talking about the products, their stories are quite fascinating, you know, They're why really they... interesting people. Yeah, they yeah. were really interesting people. And they had such fascinating stories to tell as to why they developed these health and wellbeing products. And... He said, no, this is, this is a sales-based. We're just selling based, the product. Yeah. yeah, we're selling the product. And I said, well, do you mind if I maybe chatted to them on a podcast? He's like, absolutely, go for it. So podcasting five years ago, everyone was talking about it in mm-hmm. radio. So the, bo- the birth of my podcast, Things You Can't Unhear, was born off the back of how I was feeling and what I was seeing and what I was eternally curious about, which was self-development, personal development, health,
1: wellbeing, wellness. Do you reflect and think you've always been like that as a person?
0: In terms of the curiosity? Yeah,
1: in terms of personal growth and looking into the shadows maybe of going, well, this doesn't this doesn't light me up as, you, yeah. as you've as you grown into adulthood? and
0: Yeah, I think for me it was always a fear-based thing. Okay. I was really scared of everything growing up. Right. I was scared to put myself forward. I was incredibly shy. Like, believe it or not, now I'm speaking for a living and, yeah. and doing all of these incredible things, which I never thought that I would do, but I was incredibly shy and it took me a long time to come out of that. And I think it was quite useful for me to hide behind scripts and briefs Briefs for a long time sure. because I was able to gain my confidence, learn how to position myself, and then bring in the element of "Hey, this is what I've got to say. I've yeah, got things a little to bit say."
1: Bring in your own creative feel or, or impact onto it.
0: Exactly. And I remember being seventeen years old. I was sitting around a careers the table in my careers room, and our Year 12 counsellor came around and she – I was at a private school, a girls' school, (laughs) and and we were about to head into sort of year 12 before uni, trying to plan what was next. And I knew then – I actually knew then that this was at the heart and soul of what I wanted to do, but I was – I didn't feel like I had the right – to say that at that particular Ah, time because I was so shy. shy And so she said to us, girls, I'm going to be asking you all what you're wanting to do in the next couple of years and what courses you'd like to go into at university and university university but us in that school was the only option. Yeah. And I thought, oh, God, what am I going to say? This is just, this is this is a moment for me. I, I really just want to say I want to have my own TV show. I want to interview people. I want to inspire people. I want to be like Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm thinking in my head, I can't say that. Yeah. I have not spoken publicly at all in the 12 years that I've been here at this school. I've never.
1: Didn't do debating. Didn't do debating.
0: Debate. Never yeah. did any of that. So I was like, I can't say that. She, she'll laugh at me. I'm, I've just got to. Think of something else. She went around and all my friends are saying those standard courses that private school girls are expected to say, law, accounting, economics, HR, IT, and came to me, I was last, and my heart was like thumping in my chest, (laughs) and I'm thinking, I can't say Oprah Winfrey, that's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) So she said, Maritza, what is it that you want to do going into university? I took breath. I said marketing and I let myself down mm. so much in that moment and I felt my heart sink I thought why did I do that why was I so scared to just say that this is the dream that I have and I felt like I'd be judged and unfortunately for me what I did <laughs> was actually go into a marketing degree and I completed that at university and did media and marketing and all of that stuff and, you know, it was a journey for me. It Mm. it wasn't an overnight thing. It was definitely a journey and that's why I love finding people in this position because I know that it's possible to go from that fear-based state into a completely different part of yourself Mm. that you never expected to be able to
1: find. feels like to me that um, you still almost hold on to that feeling of, well, that how you let yourself down, mm. you still hold on to that, mm. and you still, and that dr- almost drives you exactly. Yeah, that, that fuels you, your desire, your passion now. Because, and we'll get into the fact that you've now also built your own podcasting network and um, guide your light, and encouraging and educating and people, I guess, similar to that 17 year old girl. Mm. Who don't have the doesn't they don't have the strength to be able to put their hand up and say, I actually do want to find my voice. I do want to have power in that. And to be able to then bring in their own creativity and and design of how that looks.
0: And believe it or not, it's it's not 17 year old girls that I'm dealing with. No. It is it is adults, mm. like middle-aged, even <clears throat> having lived their life up until 40 or 40 plus and still not being able to share what was going on inside them. And I, rem- I I. actually two years ago, two and a half years ago, and I engaged a, a business coach to birth Guide Your Light. And I didn't know that that's what I wanted to do at the time, but I wanted to bring all of my talents into one umbrella and find a central point, a central business where I could really pursue what I wanted to pursue with this business idea and and what was actually working in my career. And I remember (laughs) saying to her, I want to help people find and share their voices. And she kept bringing me back to podcasting, which is where the the tool was, but she was trying to position me as a an authority in podcasting because she, she said, this is important. This is where people are going to be able to find you. And I kept saying no. And I kept trying to push that away because I was so passionate about really making the angle of the business about finding your voice. And I really, I mean, I did listen to her because she really had valid, valid reasons from a business perspective. But as the business has evolved, I have now and it's just happened because I'm spending so much of my time in the space of podcasting, have established myself as an authority in podcasting mm. and I don't hate it. I actually don't hate it. And I find that 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 passion play that I wanted to help people and brands now mm. find their voice and share their, their values even is still the core of what I'm doing but there's that business Element that was so important that I was probably lacking that the coach helped me solidify into yeah. one
1: piece. Well, I mean, uh, and rightly so in terms of the authority, right? Because the things you can't unhear is 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 extremely successful. And then, but I guess you're thinking, well, that's that's my baby, and I've, and and the what you're talking about helping others find their voice, not necessarily and probably in your mind at that stage to mean to to directly correlate to mean. Everyone must start a podcast. Yeah. But you're it's, right. it's to be able to encourage people of wherever they are in their life, whoever they have in their circle, to find that voice, whether it's an employee at work to be able to stand up for themselves, whether it's the relationship at home or the relationship with the kids or, or whatever the situation is, their circles of life, you're empowering them to speak up mm-hmm. and to have their own strength to be able to talk to their own position.
0: Yeah. Uh, But the vehicle, yes, that I've chosen to do that in
1: is podcasting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But but I can understand that there would be – I can see why there would be resistance there initially,
0: right? 100%. So it's a journey that you take people through, I suppose, when they come and present themselves Mm. to the business and they're interested and they show curiosity, is which stage are you at in this journey Mm. and how do we get you from A to Z in the most – smooth way that's going to help you on your journey and your pathway to purpose.
1: Okay. And then so talk to me about you, you're back at, you you see these amazing people trying to sell products and you think, all right, I'll get them on the show. How did that start, that whole process in terms of the things you can't unhear?
0: So there were a number of defining moments Mm -hmm. for me with things you can't unhear. And it was a lot to do with that TV show. That was one. Uh, Another time, and this is where the title of the show came from. I was hired as a producer to work with Therese Kerr and go and interview her. And now, Therese Kerr, for those who don't know, is Miranda Kerr's mum, and she had launched a beauty range that was fully organic. Now, she shared her story about healing herself from illness to wellness through changing her diet, cleaning up her lifestyle, changing her thoughts. It was this incredible conversation that I had with her that absolutely stopped me in my tracks. And I remember walking away from that conversation and thinking, oh, my gosh, I've never heard anyone explain life like that. I've never heard anyone explain healing like that. I can't unhear this. (laughs) (laughs) I literally can't unhear what she just told me. And I was working with a camera operator and a soundie and... There were two guys, I am probably in their early 20s, and I said to them, my goodness, did that impact you as much as it impacted me? Wow, like I feel like I need to go and change my whole life now. <laughs> and they looked at me and they're like, what are you talking about? It was great, but let's go grab a can of coconut pie yep. and let's go have some lunch, right? So I thought, okay, well, that that got me because I needed to hear it at that particular time and these words were meant to hit me and land with me at this particular time. So that moment sat with me for a while. Mm. It was probably a couple of years that oh, that thing I couldn't unhear. And in those couple of years, I went pretty mad trying to find my purpose. I was having a bit of a, an existential life crisis, to be honest. And I was uh, attending retreats, reading self development books, learning all about personal development, reading book after book after book. This, you know, is it was this just, just your point, the
1: of... Is this in your point of life where you're trying to find that purpose? Definitely. Did you feel like you were lacking that?
0: Definitely. I had two young kids. My husband was away travelling all the time. I was. I felt like I was raising them alone. It, we were like ships in the night. Like my marriage wasn't going the best as it could have been. There was just so much. I, I didn't feel like I was capitalizing on my potential, I just felt like a little lost. So that's when my thirst for all of this knowledge was coming into play. And when I decided to launch a podcast, it was a mixture of all the lessons and experiences and education I'd given myself around this. And I'd found this place of happiness that had really helped me in my life. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I have to I have to keep telling people about this. I have to share these tools and these tricks and these these lessons that I've learned. And I said, before the podcast, I actually just started buying books for everyone in my friends and family <laughs> group and saying, read this, read this, yeah. read this, read this. And they're like, can you please stop buying me books? This is your thing. I'm not interested. Okay. This is my, you know, this is my thing. But your I thought idea. there are people out there who are interested just probably not my friends and family. I've got to find people who are interested in this because yes. it actually helped my life in such a significant way. Yeah. So I started the podcast and I just started interviewing all the people that I had inspired me on my own personal journey of development, well being, and, and finding and, myself really. Yeah. And uh, it was fascinating to see how it started rolling out. You know, you'd read these books by New York best t- selling authors. And you'd get to the last page, and I'd think to myself, "I have to interview this person." Yeah. And I'd literally look up the publisher's email address, shoot them, and a really inspired email. And next morning, you'd wake up, and they'd agree to yeah. come on the show. And you're Absolutely. like, "Okay, something's going on here. I'm yep. in flow. This is great."
1: Yes, this is this is this is Scott Cam on set at the height ten. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes, Rich. And everyone, exactly. anyone who's looking from A different angle is like, how the hell is Meritsa doing this, right? Or – but it's because you're in flow of exactly – of what you're
0: destined
1: to do, I guess.
0: Exactly. And it just kept flowing. Mm. And, you know, there are – there's a stat out there about podcasts. I think there's, you know, 95% of podcasts don't get past Episode 7. Been going for five years now. So for me, that is an amazing feat in itself just to continue (coughs) this for five years. And I feel like I've had a – brand-new education as a result of the conversations that I've had, Um, deep lessons, deep learnings, deep wisdom that I've been able to share with my family, with my friends, with my new network of people in my life who are actually really interested in these topics. Yeah,
1: that brings in the like-minded community, right? Yeah. You you don't need to then get a number of books and say you should read this and they're like that's your thing because – your community is all of
0: that. It's their thing, too. Yes, yeah, exactly. And, and I, you know, I released an episode not long ago. It was a hundred fiftieth episode, and it's it was called "Has Everything Already Been Said," and it was off the back of watching a TV program that I'd been watching, and and it was it's really about I think a lot of these thought leaders and and people that I had. <laughs> interviewed were saying a lot of the same things but saying it in a different way. Yeah. And I actually found found a lot of comfort in that because hmm. I thought, well, if they're all saying different things and telling us to live our lives in these different ways, it gets very confusing. Which way do I go? How do I, how do, yep. I do this? Uh, but they're all finding saying the same thing in their own way but reframing it to suit the person that it's going to land. So if you say something yeah. to someone and it's probably the same thing that I'm going to be saying to someone – but it might hit someone differently coming from you or it may hit someone differently coming from me. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that we don't hold ourselves back. If we have something important to say, even if other people have have said it in different ways, it's absolutely okay because this is your truth. This is your experience of the lesson or the teaching or the advice. So that's a big tip that I had, um, you know, been really – Proud to learn. And so, you're,
1: so the people that you're inspiring, let's say, now are finding their voice. they come. I imagine there's a number of <laughs> hurdles that you'd have to get over to be able to be somewhat unconditionally happy to to find it, let's say. One of those things that you just sort of mentioned is the realisation that you've got something worthwhile to say. Mm-hmm. And I think, like you touched on just then, like so beautifully, that it's that realization that we're all, we've all got our own life and our own experiences, and it's worthwhile sharing.
0: Mm, it's true. I mean, yes and no, because when I started, it was curiosity that I had mm.
1: mainly. Mm.
0: I'd, I'd done the reading and I had experiences, but I wasn't sharing them yet because I wasn't comf- comfortable enough to share them. <coughs> It was, I say this a lot to everyone who comes to me, what is it that you're endlessly c- curious about? What is it that you can speak underwater about and, and constantly want to learn more about and mm. educate yourself on? And if that's the starting point for you, that's the thing that lights you up, then, then you're already on the right path. I'll ask you, why does this podcast keep going? Because you are eternally curious about yeah. success and happiness. Mm. And, and you've think- probably had your own experiences. Yeah, totally,
1: no. right. Um, that's why I, I mean I like, yeah, for me personally it's, it's knowing that there's everyone's got incredible experience and to unlock that and to be able to take, get takeaways as to how people have managed through life and managed through their own experiences of those experiences is, is incredible so that we can all be, live better and be better people.
0: And I don't think that curiosity is ever going to end with you. Is no. It? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean,
1: it's and that's like we've always said With when Cody and I decided to do this, it's sort of like we're not – it's not a, well, we'll see. We'll get to a certain point and then see. It's like this is what we do now, mm. right? And there's just no – yeah. And once you take that timeline away, then it doesn't matter. Simon Sinek talks about the finite games versus the infinite games, right? And the infinite games is where the, the value is, I think, in life. There are a lot of things that are finite games, so you win or you lose them. But the valuable things are, are infinite. It's an infinite game. Mm-hmm. You can't win. The purpose of the infinite game is to stay playing. Mm-hmm. Things like marriage, things like parenting, things like business – and things like this podcast mm-hmm. is, and they're infinite games. You can't win marriage.
0: That's right. The goal is
1: to stay married, right? And you can't win business. The goal is just to stay in business. And so that's, that you look at the things that that are otherwise finite where you can win, they're not as enjoyable. The, the infinite ones are the most enjoyable. And so that's the same, per, like we've just moved the podcast experience and journey into the infinite world of this is what we do now.
0: As a podcast producer, that just brings music to my ears to even hear you say that this is a long game. Because, I I mean, it doesn't have to be that case for everyone who creates a podcast. It can be, you know, I just want to... I, I want to, to pr- produce seven episodes or, yeah. and create a series and that sits on my website and their conversations. Right? Yeah, perfect. But I love that you've gone into this with that clear intention of what you want it to be. Uh, we've had conversations before today about, you know, your dreams and ambitions about the podcast and I love the big goals and the milestones that you're planning to hit and the guests you're planning to have on. And it's, in my mind, the way that you've approached this podcast reminds me a lot about the way that I did it, mm. and I, I see such huge potential in what you're doing. I think It's, oh, thank it's you. awesome, but
1: it's not. Yeah, as I said, it's not a. It's not a short or a long game. It's an infinite game. Yeah. So, barring a significant catastrophe, we're doing this until we get cancelled by yeah. Apple or by Spotify. Yes, yeah. you know, like <laughs> that's just what we do now, and it's yeah. that you just put that in the same the same bracket as brushing your teeth. Mm. You know, you don't celebrate when you brush your teeth, you're just doing it.
0: I think with podcasting, I, I nerd out about podcasting so much because it's not only, the, you know, the vehicle to help you share your voice, which mm. is obviously what I've been really passionate about sharing today, but in terms of a business marketing tool and in terms of opening doors for people that you want to have conversation with, conversations with and bring into your world, it is such a powerful tool to do that as well. And it is such a powerful tool to create relationships with people that you otherwise would have had no reason to create a relationship with or add value to someone's life that you couldn't have done in any other way. So there's so many other hidden benefits in, well, number one, being able to to move from that point of sharing your voice to then help others with this vehicle as well. And I'm sure you've already started to reap the benefits and see those things within business and and use it in in a way where it adds value to the people that you bring onto the show and adds value to your business in a way. Yeah,
1: but I think also you need to bring in, you have to bring in a real sense of humility and park all ego and to realise and be very uh, genuine about the idea that you know nothing. Mm. Right, and Mm. and that position of the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Mm. What you know, the more you realize what there is not that you that you don't have the understanding of, and so that's where I'm coming from as well. Where it's like, well, as we more and more get, as we get more and more guests who are well and truly advanced on particular topics, you get a little inkling of, all right, now I know a little bit about this, and the more you know about the the little bit that you know about it makes you realize how little you know about it. Yes, you know, know what current. I mean and so to be able to be yeah, humble enough as a human to go okay, I have so much to learn about so many topics that interest me that want that I want to know about. And therefore that allows that curiosity to bring as soon as you realize you're an, as soon as you believe you're an expert, you're toast, no. right? And that's where the that's where something like this is born from.
0: So many people say to me, You always ask the questions that I had on the tip of my tongue. And that really gives me a big green tick of yeah. approval in my mind because that's the role of someone who's behind the mic and asking the question is, you know, fulfilling the curiosity that the listener has as well. And when you're not coming from it, as, an, as a, an expert voice, you're actually really curious like the listeners are and wanting to ask those deeper questions to get into the nitty-gritty of what that last statement was and get further into the story behind the teachings or the lessons that that person is talking about. So there is a there is that key there that, you know, that ego like you talk about, always keep that parked. I, I, I remember a, Matthew McConaughey, who's like really cute by the way, <laughs>
1: You can edit he, that out. He he does it. He he does a bit <laughs> of acting. Yeah.
0: You can edit that out, but I don't know why I said it. But I remember Matthew McConaughey saying he was asked who his biggest hero was, mm. and he said his biggest hero is himself Him. in ten, 10 years. years time. Yep. And I love that.
1: Absolutely. It's and powerful. Yeah, that is powerful, and I like. I think that there's. You dig deeper in that. In the sense that if you, we sit here now and go, man, if I could go back, even to your point, Maritza, in the sense that if you could go back and sit next to that 17-year-old girl mm. and say, I'm here now, I'm next to you, I'm here to guide you, I'm here to give you that strength and this is what, you know, you're, you'll be okay to give you to speak your truth, to stand up for yourself mm-hmm. and to be that shining light, right? That's your future self supporting your at that point current self and so with, with McConaughey saying I want to be my biggest my, 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 my biggest hero is me in 10 years it's almost like to support yourself now is to have that to, to think about that person almost or, 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 or think about the person who you, are, who you want to be in 20 years and have that person support you now with decisions, mm. and I think there's a lot of value in that. 100%. To to think about not that not just the person that you want to be right today, but to think when I'm 20 years senior from right now, how will I review? How will I look back on a decision that I'm about to make? Mm.
0: Yeah. It's interesting, you know, if I would sit but sit next to that 17 year old girl, and what would I say to her now? I actually don't have regrets. I think it's important the way that I. I, I experienced my journey. It made it what it is today. Oh, oh, and yeah. It, yeah. And, but the thing is, when you said sit next to that 17 year old girl, I feel like I have a, a privilege now where I actually have two daughters that are approaching, you know, one's nearly 15, one's nearly 12. And the older daughter is so much like me. Oh, it's just like having another chance to <laughs> reinvent myself, but through another person. And she has that little, you know, fear-based voice in her head and that sometimes too afraid to speak up Or, and I see myself in her so much. And so now through the lessons that I've experienced, I'm able to help guide her in the way that sort of I needed to be guided when I was that age, I think, and I'm seeing, you know, such little pearls of wisdom come out of her, especially this morning we had this beautiful ceremony at school and it was a cutting of the ties of uh, parents to Children, because she's reached a certain age and she's become a young adult. And she wrote us this beautiful letter. And I, I'm like, I've just won at parenting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: one of those moments yeah. where, you know, all the hard times of parenting and all the crap that you have to endure, especially with teenage girls and the mood swings and all of the challenges. I read this letter and I was like, ah, oh, we'll be okay. Is, is, she's, yeah. she's, she's just fine. She's just fine.
1: That's really beautiful. yeah
0: So I have another chance at whispering into the ear of that 17-year-old girl and not only with my own kids but with other people out there who are, you know, looping back to how this all started, this conversation is looping back to help other people in that position no matter what age they're in, mm. and no matter what what position they're in.
1: The other hurdle I'd imagine is, uh, like, how do you get around, how, what's your advice with people or two people uh, with, like, the comparison, the feeling like you'll be judged Okay. You put yourself out there, which are free. Like, you know, so that's, you've I, got to be able to accept that, right?
0: Comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell everyone. And when we learn that, and it's hard to learn that at 17 or 16 as, as a teenager, it's hard to learn that. Uh, but I think as we get older and where we evolve as human beings, we learn that it, it truly is the thief of joy is when we compare ourselves to others. Social media is not you know, the fun place to be when you're in a in a point of life where you're not feeling content or happy or successful and you do start to compare yourself to other people. Why do they have that and why can't I get that? So it is a matter of, you know, knowing yourself well enough to say, I'm going to be not looking at that. I'm going to be creating my own path forward and uh, knowing when to step away from things that might invoke that character. Comparisonitis feeling mm. that we can we can sometimes use to hold us back from moving forward in our path.
1: Yeah, I think it, it's also like you touched on. It's about accepting that you're in your own lane now, mm. and also what you're comparing to. Or I struggle with. I mean, it's other people's opinion because mm. that no matter how strong you are, like. You know, what whenever you, if you're a everyone's got their own ability to handle and manage that, but and if you're m- probably more exposed to it on a daily basis, you've got a, a a better repertoire of tools to manage. but you know sports sportsmen must get that all the time, media personalities must get that all the time in terms of you know negative responses from people they don't know
0: mm-hmm.
1: but Um, certainly the idea that when you, when you are comparing yourself to others, it's almost like you've got to accept that we're all on our own path and we're all started at different times and we all bring with our, our own journey, different bias, different experiences, different traumas, different wins. And so it's almost impossible to then compare yourself because it's like, well, it's like apples and oranges.
0: Mm. I went to Marianne Williamson. I don't know if you know Marianne Williamson. She's actually running for president in the States, but she's a very spiritual woman and uh, she's just turned 70. Right. And she said in this, it was an intimate gathering. There were probably about 50 people at this gathering and she was talking about how she no longer cares what anyone else thinks. And it was an evolution over the decades and she started in her 40s. She said, I turned 40 and I started to feel like I didn't care anymore what people thought. And she said, and then I turned 50 and I started to really not care <laughs> at all. Yeah. And by the time she turned 60, she said not a single thing that anyone thought of me mattered. And she went back into her youth and thought about all the time she let it hold her back and she's just like, absolutely not a single thing thought or breath in my direction matters about what other people think of me. And then when she said she turned 70, I, I'll leave the swear words out, but she's Absolutely. she's obviously like reached this point of life where it, it truly doesn't matter. Do
1: you think that there's a bit in that about the time that we think we have left to live? Potentially. Because if we believed we had a week left to live, you really wouldn't give a shit. Correct about what anyone thinks. Yeah, because it right. doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Because your, your demise is in seven days. Yeah, and so as you get older, and I think that's probably a common trait. As you get older, you care less because the end is near. I guess
0: that and and wisdom, acquired sure. experience, wisdom, yeah, and experience, to, and to,
1: just I guess yeah that that, that, uh, that blueprint or that that knowledge to know that it 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 really doesn't matter. Right? That what people think doesn't matter. You've got that 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years of experience to reflect on to go, oh, yeah. Yeah. It really doesn't. They really don't.
0: I took huge leaps when I launched the podcast. When I was first releasing the episodes, people who knew me were were like, who is this version of you? And I'm like, well, this is the version that I am. This is the version that I've been hiding behind the whole time. This is what I'm actually interested in. Mm. And a lot of people struggled with that for a while to really get to know what was going on and where the transition was and why was I speaking up in this way when I'd never spoken about these topics before and why, why was I making such an emphasis on it? And, you know, that was hard for a while to actually do that and I felt the ju- – not the, oh, I was probably feeling it from for myself. I was just fearful of judgment, fearful of what people were going to think. And they weren't actually judging me. They were just wondering why I changed so much. And I think people get a little bit uncomfortable with change sometimes, but they do catch up and it it all works out in the end. You've just maybe got to bridge the gap between the feeling of discomfort and that's where the magic happens in in those moments of discomfort and, you know, shaking things up a little bit and becoming the new version of you that's what
1: it is. Oh, 100%. And Like you think that... If that's, for you, if that's you being genuine and following your passion and that unlocks a different version of, of someone who you were, let's say, or you were, you were pretending to be, there's going to be people who are uncomfortable with that because it probably taps them on the shoulder and not necessarily coming from a place of jealousy but but coming from a place of desire that they wish they had the strength to find their own passion. And desire mm. and, and it almost like it slaps them in the face to know that they're not. Mm. You know, and that's that makes people uncomfortable, I think. It's not necessarily the change that they see in you, but it's the lack of change that they see in themselves that mm. makes them really uncomfortable.
0: Human nature. We hate change. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure.
1: But I but I think but I think it's it's yeah, it's it's the it's the desire or the lack of strength in someone to go, I know I'm not comfortable in my own existence. You're going out, having strength, finding your own value, your own purpose, your own future, and they're stuck, anchored to whatever challenging circumstances or life situations they're in that isn't, that that they're not following their purpose on. And they're stuck. Mm. They don't have the strength and therefore they judge, therefore they criticize, therefore they come from a place of lack and I think that's a lot of it, that yeah. they just feel like, you know, it's similar to when you, you know, as an athlete, I would put out my goals and you can do that in any space, right? To, to publicly say, this is what I want to go out and achieve. And that makes people uncomfortable because when you achieve it, it makes them reflect on themselves and go, wow, what am I, what am I doing? If, or if they say that's not possible, and you go do that, or just the very nature of putting it out there. There's value in that, but it makes people uncomfortable, and you've got to be able to go. That's okay.
0: Yeah, that's- one of my favourite quotes is uh, when people say it's impossible, they mean it's for them and not for you. <laughs> yes, that's so good.
1: <laughs> yes, that's it's impossible for them, not for you. No, yeah, no, no.
0: You've proven that many times over, haven't you?
1: I'm trying. So that, that they would seem to be a number of the the hurdles. Talk to me about what. Finding your voice once you get through those hurdles and you find your voice, what a, what's the? Should
0: There's one word that comes to mind. Mm. What do you think? It's freedom. Yeah, it's total freedom. It's just like how have I not <laughs> been doing this my entire life? How how have I not been releasing the things that I feel that are important that. I need to get out into the world. And you know what? It's not for everyone. I've got to be honest. Like some people are very private. They don't – this is not the avenue for them. And like you said before, it doesn't have to be in a public setting, but it can be to your partner at home or your children. or Finding
1: strength to to, find your voice in whatever aspect you are in life. Yeah. For sure.
0: Be you. Be authentic. Be the real person that, you know, you feel within yourself. And like you said, life is short Mm. and – if we're just holding back, even if it's an extra day and an extra day and an extra day, we're only doing ourselves a disservice. So this, if there's something that you're passionate about, if there's something that you feel that you need to voice, if it's something that you think is going to help other people as, as a result of sharing your voice, then share your voice. Yeah, Share it. If, if it's going to help you have a happier life, have a more successful life, share it. Hmm. Why not? It doesn't matter. We're only a little grain of sand in the universe. Yeah,
1: that's fair. Yeah.
0: (laughs) When we all realise that, you know, it just – our problems become much smaller,
1: Mm. I think. So where are are you headed with the podcast and with the network? What's the future look?
0: So I'm really excited this year because I've planted a lot of seeds in the last 12 months to grow this network into something quite special. Our focus is all around purpose. So I engage purpose-driven brands and creators to share their voices. And brands is a really exciting way to be, it's it's a really exciting pillar to be working in actually, because they've got such strong reach and potential to be able to get to people at the core of what they're doing by adding value to their lives through a medium that allows them to connect deeper with their community and their customers and their listeners. So that's super exciting for me. And that's where we're really angling the business this year. And also growing the shows that we've already got on board to make them have the biggest impact and share the voices of those people who have been brave enough to come out yeah. and, and, you know, take that leap forward. Uh, it's been inspiring to see who's, who's presenting themselves as clients and, and seeing the evolution just organically come about and, and, you know, become part of our business. And even the people, like I laugh, the people that, you know, want to come and work with me. I, they're just so aligned because I feel like our messaging on our website and on our, on our branding is, is on super clear in yeah. terms of who we're trying to attract. Uh, you know, there's a specific type of person and, and value, I suppose, that we are we're, we're looking for, and it's coming our way, which is super exciting. So I'm ex- I'm pumped for the next twelve months, to be honest. Uh, and the show itself, my show, things yep. you can't unhear. Yeah, that's my baby. That's yeah. going nowhere, and. Uh, I will be eternally looking for people who continue to inspire me and we've got some big guests this year. Uh, I get excited by the big guests because I think they're super uh, wonderful to interview Mm. from my perspective and be able to share different parts of them with our audiences and our audience tends to love having the big guests on but I love sharing people's stories who have never had an opportunity to share their story before as well.
1: Yeah, I I I agree with that in the sense that I'm looking forward to as this show uh, grows to be able to have the ability to know a story. It may not be a big guest, but yep. bring them on and get listened and and, and be exposed and have those lessons because there's magic in that.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think that's why I launched the network, to be 100%. honest, is wow, that, that moment was amazing. Letting them share their voice on this platform and giving them a vehicle to speak. Why don't I do this? In a, in a bigger way, yeah, yeah. yeah so brilliant. it's um, it's fun. I love I love my show. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really intentionally from the beginning wanted it to be a TV show and a talk show, and I'm pushing this year to try and make that happen. So that's amazing. Here, heard it here first.
1: Yeah, there you go, <laughs> Oprah. All right. Oprah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? No. <laughs> exactly, right, exactly. Your enthusiasm and passion is really contagious, oh, and okay. I can only imagine and have full. Full belief that'll get up and be amazing.
0: Thank you so much Rich.
1: before we go, the five questions that we ask each guest your number one tip for people looking to be more successful in their life.
0: Find your passion, find what helps other people and don't stop doing it. it just keep going. Consistency and repetition are the keys to success definitely like
1: that. Uh, number one tip for people looking to be more happier in their life?
0: Surround yourself with people that lift you up. <laughs> Definitely. I think uh, if you leave a situation or a conversation and you're feeling flat or drained, you know that that's not really the space that you want to continue to be in. Yeah. If you leave feeling energised, upbeat, lit up, find more people like that. Spend more people more time with those people.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Your most gifted or recommended book?
0: It would have to be The Four Agreements for sure. Yeah, I'm yes. handing that out left, right, and center in my life. Actually, I just made someone purchase it last week, and she messaged me late last night saying, "Wow, this has just was. been um, incredible." And you've read it, I, I believe. I have, yeah. yeah. So the Four Agreements are: be impeccable with your word, don't take anything personally, don't make assumptions, and always do your best.
1: Yeah, and it's yeah. yeah.
0: And yeah. I've actually got that printed. In my daughter's bathroom. So every time they're brushing their teeth, <laughs> guess what agreements they're reading? <laughs> they're looking that, at we're that drumming in that slowly into their brains over the, <laughs> the so course of their was, childhood.
1: It sounds like it's paying off. Um, your most influential person in your life?
0: I'd have to say myself, which is corny <sighs> and yep. crazy, but yeah, without the courage that I've had to do the things that I've done. Mm-hmm nothing would have been done. I have to give credit to my parents as well. They've really um, instilled a a great work ethic in me. I watched them uh, have and grow their own businesses their whole lives and, um, you know, be at the forefront of what they were doing. And it was quite inspiring to watch that. And I I don't think i I really grasped it until I got older, until mm. I started a business myself and and realised that these were the values that they were instilling in me when I was younger. Uh, you know, I'd watched Dad at his mechanics shop and his car wash and and all of his car-related businesses that he had. And mum was a hairdresser and had her own salons from the age of like 18 years old and then became manager of different hair care companies. And it was just um, inspiring to watch the way that they worked. So I feel like that they were huge inspiration to me. But honestly, the authors of the books and the teachers that I have had on my podcast and, and just the books that I've read over the last 10 years truly instrumental in changing the way that I perceive the world and, and the way that I position myself in my life now.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's – and I love and that journey you've been on. There's obviously the fruits of it are coming out now and mm. it's incredible to And
0: see. it is a journey. It totally is. I see the evolution and, and you know, how it all started and and – you know, those little parts of, oh, well, I was really a novice when I was trying to figure this out at the beginning and, and now I'm probably like 10% in and <laughs> yeah, I'll probably well, look back at this and say, I'm such a novice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it is totally a journey. So for anyone who might be in that position and thinking this is early steps for them in making changes in their life that they've been hoping to make, then just keep going because it, it, it is a journey that is
1: worth taking. Yeah, beautiful. And finally... Uh the a guest, famous or not, you think we should be interviewing on the mm. show?
0: There's so many who would be brilliant on this podcast. I really enjoyed interviewing Dr. D Martini, Dr. Okay. John D Martini. Uh, he is a true inspiration to me, and I think he really merges the idea of success and happiness really well. So he'd probably be an incredible guest Perfect. for you.
1: All right, we'll see if we can get him on yeah, this Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. Maritza, this has been beautiful. And I really thank you for your time. Um, Anyone wants to listen to your show, Things You Can't Unhear, go to the podcast channels and also check out Guide Your Light Network to see all the people who are contributing to that as well.
0: Rich, you're a legend. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you, mate. That was another episode of the Success Times Happiness podcast. I hope you really enjoy it. If you did, please share it with people that you think will enjoy it as well. We have had sparkies in the background of this episode. So if you do know an electrician, please share this episode with them. Until next time, peace. <laughs> I hope you got that last bit of the, the, the drilling. Jesus, all right.